Welcome to Blood Taps, your ultimate True Blood Rewatch podcast, where we sink our teeth into an all-new episode every Thursday. We're your hosts, Ashley and Fawn, so grab your favorite AB positive, and we'll meet you at Merlot's. Welcome back to Blood Types. We are on season five, episode two, Authority Always Wins. Bill and Eric meet Salome at the Vampire Authority headquarters. Pam recalls her human life and first encounter with Eric. Sookie gets a home protection system. Arlene investigates They always Terry's put the most random stuff and props to you for saying her name right because I, I still don't know if I'd be able to say that girl's name right. And they're just like one random scene. Oh, I that's enough. Guessed. That's enough to put in the... Uh, whole thing that's enough to put in the synopsis so I've already decided where I want to start because it's literally like it it, there's nothing it does nothing for the whole story and I'm we're going to talk about Jason and Andy it's kind of the category I put them in you first see them in Andy's car and Andy is confiding in Jason because he's having relationship problems he's like I had sex (laughs) and Jason's like good job And he's like, it's not the first time. Hey, we don't know that. It's not even the first time this week, let alone like he got wood. He got like forest puss. Um, This is one of my favorite lines. I have two. I know there's been episodes where I haven't had any, but this I'm coming back with a vengeance. So this is where Jason goes. You didn't do anything wrong. That's like getting to eat the pie without having to pay for the cow. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yep. And okay. <laughs> going back and forth. And that's when they find uh, Debbie's car has been abandoned yes. on the side of the road. Which, is that something that Sookie did to like cover it up? Or did she like park somewhere and then run? I would assume that she parked somewhere and then went to Sookie's house. But they are touching everywhere in this car with no gloves. Yeah, they don't care. No, they're just like, oh, just what is this? And just like stifling through everything, like touching doors, no gloves, not a glove in sight. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, And then Andy finds V in the driver's side door and he has a second where he's like, I could keep this. Who would know? But he turns it into Jason, which is the right thing to do. And Jason pours it out and right in front of him who know, like one day at like fort belfler and yeah. some random sex in the woods cures him cures addiction cures addiction <laughs> he cured addiction in an afternoon an afternoon he was like i've been using v for weeks just needed one solid like eight hours He's like, I needed to get off twice. And uh, that's post-nut clarity, man. It does a lot to you. I'm saying, I'm saying for maybe that's the rehab. I mean, I've never been to rehab. I don't know what their tr- like techniques are, but it is working wonders for this man. He is hey, honestly cured. Maybe I just had like two great orgasms. I didn't like think about beforehand. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get sober. I'm tired of drinking. It's I'm done letting it control my life. And you know one thing, so they do that. They, they're they through the car and you don't really see them again until Jason is watching Steve Newland, who's now the spokesman for vampires, on TV 
talking about yeah. how he has a woman that makes him very happy and Jason gets pissed off because he's lying and this was the most random scene it's one of those that just wasn't necessary where a kid comes in and, like punches Jason in the face uh-huh. and goes you broke up my family and then it's like you you fucked, my mom. you fucked my mom we don't even see the mom like right why does this have to happen yeah and Andy was like have you fucked everybody in this town and he goes I'm probably close to it and then he goes if you touch Holly I'm throwing you in jail okay <laughs> all right that scene just did was not necessary well neither is the next scene with Jason the what Jay, the, the oh where he goes to talk to Hoyt but he walks in first off he knows Hoyt's there but I guess he decided that he didn't he wasn't in his apartment um so he walks in and he apologizes and offers to let Hoyt like come stay with him He's not going to stop fucking Jessica. So what is the point of this? What is the whole point? Yeah. He's like, you can come live in my house and then I'm just going to go like have sex with your ex. So (laughs) don't worry, bro. We'll go to her house. You won't have to hear a thing. But he does all this. He goes, I'm tired of ruining lives. You weren't going to stop. Like, this is not going to change anything between you and Jessica. At least she still thinks you guys are whatever situation ship you're in this whole like they just didn't need them like they didn't need them i agree full-heartedly all right so another useless scene in my opinion and while we're on steve newland and jessica i never hated i thought i hated steve newland mm-hmm. before like when he was human i thought like you're the scum i now have a new hate for steve newland especially when he dances like i just new ick unlocked like i i literally put a note in here i was like i didn't know i was watching the ellen show. oh my god yes <laughs> it's just the shoulder shimmy it's just the shoulder shimmy it's all in the shoulders just bopping around the shoulders babe. and then in my head he's like in his third like he's older 30s and the 17 mm-hmm. year old girl is like coming in her pants it was like you were a dick when you were a human and now let me touch your fangs and he like pulls it out pulls them out yeah and she touches them and squeals and i'm like what is going on what yeah. is going on here because i'm i don't know what's going on and um, so he goes there to pastor jessica and this is the offer that's so so big it made it into the synopsis she goes i he goes i'm gonna pay you ten thousand dollars for jason and she goes, oh, yeah, I want 20000 And then starts talking about different parts of Jason's body to turn Steve Newland on. Mm-hmm. It works. He yeah. gets both kind of boners. <laughs> I'm still curious as to how vampires get boners. Well, they drink blood. Oh, and they have blood in this. I don't know. Look, there's so many vampires in my life right now that I'm trying to keep up with. And I can't remember all of the Well, details. we've also been like going from twilight universe to this universe that's what i mean i have so many vampires in my life (laughs) they're everywhere (laughs) i wonder how little restaurants doing we haven't gone back to that (laughs) oh god (laughs) so what did you think of that scene um i love the fact that she calls him pathetic just shames the shit out of him yeah she's like i don't sell my friends okay steve and then they start a fight and uh she's like um my dad is the king and he says not anymore and then she kicks everyone out i was like i don't care 
I want to see what's happening at the Vampire Authority. I want to see what's happening with Tara. Like, there are so many more things to me that are important than, like, Steve Newlin and all of this shit. I'm like, I just want to know what's happening. Yeah, but another thing that I know we've talked about in the past of, like, why does Arlene and them need a storyline I actually don't mind their storyline this time. I'm not a big fan of like the Jason and Jessica and whatever one that we just talked about. Um, right. Wanna, wanna, let's talk about Arlene and Terry since that's another just kind of side thing. I figured we leave like the authority and then the Tara thing last because I feel like it's the biggest yeah. part of this episode. So going to Terry, Arlene wakes up in the middle of the night and he's just standing at the side of the bed just like comatose with his eyes open and absolutely not absolutely not especially when he says we're all gonna die they're coming for us or something along those lines is very ominous and does he hit her in the bed or she tries to wake him up she tries to wake him up yes and then he goes i'm tired it just lays down and i'm like yeah no that's my worst. I'd be like, wake the fuck up right now because you're either possessed or you're gonna. Kill but are you not supposed to? <laughs> to are you not up. supposed to wake people who are sleepwalking? Isn't that dangerous? I don't care if you're scaring me. I'm waking you the fuck up. <laughs> I don't care what I have to do, but you are not sleeping. Oh yeah, he doesn't get violent there. He gets violent when he's at work mm-hmm. and sees fire, and then like yes. slings her into this huge tray, like this huge rolling rack of food. Right. And I don't blame her. She goes, you need to fix this or like right now because you just pushed me across. It's getting violent now. Yeah. yeah. I don't blame her for that yeah. or going to Patrick, even though why did she have to wear a skirt to go see Patrick? She, she looked sexier in this episode to go see Patrick than she has the entire show. Exactly. She goes, fix my like, husband, okay. please. But Terry walks in, sweet little Terry walks in. And he goes, I need to talk to the sergeant alone. And she just yeah. grabs her things and goes, I've put too much in this man. You two need to fucking fix this. And she leaves. Yeah. What happened to our sweet little Terry? He's going, he's going crazy. He's getting possessed. Well, no, he just has PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> he has a very real oh trauma gosh. and um, horrible things happening in his life. I cannot believe that, that real people who like that whole little like aside from the show like the whole PTSD and having to live with that every day I cannot imagine yeah I have PTSD but I couldn't imagine having like war PTSD Mm -hmm. that shit's insane Mm -hmm. like I and then to come back home in most cases and get no support yeah I wish it was a safe place they could go for like July 4th and stuff that literally sounds like warfare or we could just like not make fireworks loud that's a thought just making quiet they have it just like make all fireworks quiet i would i i have like i hate loud noises like i have to almost mm-hmm. plug my ears when like a siren passes me or just like a bunch of motorcycles so that would be a dream for me like i have yeah. even when i was a kid i watched fireworks with like just my fingers in my ears the entire time mm-hmm the world is so loud it really is it really is, the world is so loud <laughs> I wish everything was just so quiet. Just like down a notch, (laughs) just down a couple notches. Yeah. And then I'll go to a concert or I'll go out and listen or in the car, I even listen to music loud. So yeah, I'm a contradiction. Hey, it happens to the best of us. (laughs) So we, 
so yeah, Terry is at Patrick's house. He shows up and he goes to talk to Patrick and Patrick is like fucking crazy. And they're talking to each other. Like they're in the war again. And they're like, okay, where is blah, blah, blah. And I don't, I didn't write down this person's name, but where is this other guy that we were on tour with? And, um, Terry says he's off the grid and Patrick's like, okay, well, I'm going to find him. And Terry's like, okay, fine. I'll help you. But we need to get this shit under wraps because why are we, why, why are we losing like a great character? Yes. But my thing is, why do they still call each other private and sergeant when they're not I don't know. in the like service anymore? I guess because they're having, like, they're both in the middle of flashbacks. I think they're there. Like, I think they're present in this scene. Okay, I have issues with Sam. I have issues with Sam. I want to fight him. Let's talk I about it. Him. So, you, it's the aftermath of the whole Marcus thing. Sam, mm-hmm. uh, Luna's tending to Sam, and the wolves are literally eating marcus marcus is so marcus is carcass and um (laughs) and everybody's like i'll see uh bon appetit bitch and he goes no no not doing it but and they're like there are laws this man when he goes i don't give a shit about your laws oh just Mm. He's cute when he's mad, but he still has those crazy eyes, like from before. Like he just doesn't <laughs> blink, and I can't stop looking. I don't give a fucking shit about your laws. <laughs> like I can't, I can't <laughs> stop looking at him. It's so funny, he, but he is respectful. He's pissed off. He is so pissed, and right. honestly, speaks his mind. But to Marcus's mom, he is very respectful because she goes. I know my mm-hmm. son isn't perfect, but he deserves respect. And he goes, I disagree. And then he says, no, thank you. And yeah. if Alcide can have manner, her manners when he's pissed off, so can your mans, okay? Like, so can your mans. But I like Luna. Yeah. I really like She's Luna. Smart. She's smart. But she, like, helps <laughs> Sam, like limp away and they're like trying to surround him again and she goes back off I'm taking him it takes him straight to his house and takes care of him yeah and then when Martha is that her name yeah okay good (laughs) I've been calling her that um but she barges in first he just like opens the door to Luna's house she barges in and then when Luna has a problem with her Sam was like Hang on. She just lost her son. Yeah. The son that killed your brother? Yeah. The son that kidnapped my daughter? Yeah, that I have a restraining order against? Yeah, that one? That's who you're standing up for right now in my mm-hmm. house when I literally risked my life to save you? Yeah, I literally put in my notes, Sam is trying to be the voice of reason for whatever reason. He Emma is not your child. Why is he talking about family? He is an orphan. He is literally an orphan. Both of his <laughs> family care about your brother. Exactly. <laughs> Both of his family sucked. He doesn't know shit about yeah. family. He is yeah. a lone shifter. Oh, yeah. That heated me. And especially when after everything she's done for this man, everything 
she's done for this man let alone was in his anger management group and listened to him bitch and moan and probably about tommy for all of those months let alone like went and saved his ass and then go to not defend her yeah she stayed with you and her your brother literally essentially like sexually assaulted her and coerced her into having sex and then you explained it to her and she was like oh, okay chill you can still be around me and my daughter and here you are being like whoa 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 pump the brakes luna i thought Excuse we had something me? special here you turned into yeah. a bunny and took us camping one time and yeah. you left mm -hmm. this is why you can never trust a man how many times have we been betrayed ashley uh are we talking real life or in this show <laughs> Um, I get just in true blood. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I have seven years of, um, this betrayal. <laughs> so if you want, we could write a book. No, I don't want to tally. Um, I was just thinking true blood <laughs> betrayals, but well, over hmm. 10, over 10 for sure. Over 10. Martha comes in. She goes, that's my daughter. She has my son's blood in her veins. Okay. Um, this just happened maybe wait yeah. a couple days you can't just barge into somebody's house and expect to see their daughter you're a mother you should understand right. at least that much and respect her and she goes she's gonna need a pack well she, you guys haven't gave a shit the entire time yeah none of you were checking on them when like she had a restraining order against marcus and the daughter mm. was there but she goes where were you then she's a wolf I can feel it. Okay. But then Emma surprises everyone and shave ships, shave, shape. <laughs> she's a Siberian husky at the end of the episode. She's a husky. She's in pajamas. Yeah. Jacob loses all his clothes when he shifts, but Emma doesn't. She gets a leg of four paired, like a four paired pajamas. <laughs> A pair of four-legged pajamas and is just like a, a fucking husky puppy. Oh my god, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life, though. <laughs> um, so that's when Luna goes, fuck. I guess she is a wolf. But yeah. she good for her for saying her grind. She goes, if you're not gonna defend me and my choices for my daughter, who Sam, you turned into a bunny one time. You were not there during labor. I have done nothing but sacrifice and raise this child. You've been in my life for maybe a year. Nah. Nah, babe, you need to stay in your lane. And if you're not going to respect me and support me when I've done nothing to do that to you, you can get the fuck out. And then they start cussing yeah. each other. And Sam is surprised because, like, this comes out of nowhere. He's like, what do you mean? The audacity. <laughs> the audacity of this man to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's this what coming you, from? He called her psycho. I know. Okay, literally, I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> we're done here. We're done. She helped your ass hobble home and has been tending to your wounds. You called her psycho. The disrespect. The disrespect. And then he like le storms out. He's so pissed. So the opening scene is Tara is attacking Sookie. She's awake and... Uh, making it everyone's problem, but Suki deserved it. Yeah, Suki 100% deserved it. Like, they have did not consider Tara at all for any of this. It's 100% selfish, but why mm -hmm. would we expect anything different from Suki? No, 
that's what we've come to expect um but she throughout this whole episode she talks to tara like a child she yeah and she's just very like demanding lafayette she makes lafayette do the dirty work she goes go get her and he goes like and of pam when so like um as it's about to happen our our, like tara has bitten sookie's neck and then pam like commands tara to leave lafayette and sookie alone and is like don't bite them and stay in the house and pam's like walking them up to the door after she throws tara's inside and sookie's like um I'm gonna need you to heal me. Oh my neck. Like I'm gonna need you to heal my, my neck. neck. Yeah. And Pam is like, what the fuck? Fine, I guess. And pricks her finger and like heals the wound. And then Tara just starts like going crazy in Bad the house shit. and is tearing the place yeah. apart. That house has been through so fucking much, bro. Yeah. I need to buy a house in Bomb Tom. That thing has resisted <laughs> so much. Literal acts of God. <laughs> it's it's still standing. <laughs> yeah, she probably doesn't have homeowner's insurance because god dang. Probably not. <laughs> but can I tell you one of my favorite parts of this whole episode is when <laughs> I think it's a little bit after that. It's Suki obviously doesn't want to get her hands dirty. Cause so she looks at Lafayette, she goes, get her. And like Tara has calmed down and is like perched on the counter like a bird. Yes. It's on the sink. It's the kitchen sink. Oh, she's in the sink. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. And she's just watching like how you, how like paintings follow you. She's mm-hmm. just like slowly like to Lafayette. And he, <laughs> his poor thing, poor thing. He's trying to hand her the true blood. <laughs> yeah oh god and she like she goes to bite him and then all of a sudden something in her mind like just makes her scream and has a meltdown pretty much i feel like it's kind of not to keep bringing twilight in this but when um like sam's orders has to be obeyed whether you like it or not Mm -hmm. it's just like since pam commanded it she's physically can't do it right that makes sense well, after this, um, Lafayette and Suki come up with a great plan of Lafayette, like, giving himself a cut. So Tara will try to bite him. And Suki silvers her. And then they put her in Eric's cubby. And, like, while this is all happening, uh, Pam has, she is at Fancasia. And she finds Ginger. And she asks if Eric is back. And then we get a flashback to like 1905 in San Francisco. And we find out that she was a madam at a brothel and she's having a drink. She looks great. And then another girl comes up and says that one of the girls hasn't been seen. And we find out that one of Pam's girls was murdered. Then she is like walking home, I assume. And somebody starts following her and she like confronts him about it. And he grabs her to do horrible, horrible things to her. And then Eric just fucking comes on in looking hot, looking nice. And he kills the guy (laughs) and then licks blood off his hand. And then he has her like pushed up against a pole or something. And they just have a cute little exchange. And then he just gives her money and leaves. He pays her for the dress, right? Yeah. But back it up to where she's having the drink she's eating a crab with her bare hands 
And she lets the the other girl who comes up, like, is it cocaine out of her finger? Out of oh, her yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, she just, just wipes her nose away. Like, like she has something on her face. Like, she just ate something that has, like, food on her face. Just like, oh, a little cocaine there. We can't, can't be wasting. <laughs> I mean, it was the early 1900s. Every, they prescribed cocaine for everything. That's true. And I don't know why. It's just hard for me to think of Pam as a human. I thought the devil worked hard. I thought Chris Jenner worked hard. I'm starting to think Pam works harder. Pam is the hardest working um, person on this in any TV show I've ever seen. She's like calling Eric and she's like, are you mad at me? And if so, that's fine. But what the fuck do I do about this bar that we own together? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you? Like, it would not be running without. Like, he honestly hasn't even been there since season three. Yeah. Oh, wait, he's probably, has he been there in season four? No, because he, like, instantly got kidnapped. Oh, uh, no, he, no, he lost his one. memory. He lost his memory. He lost his memory pretty early. So, yeah, he hasn't been there for a while. But in, in True Blood time, that could be, like, a week and a half. True. <laughs> the timeline doesn't make any sense. So, Suki goes, and she's like, I gotta go. She goes to buy like protective stuff for the mm-hmm. house. And she buys this thing that looks like one of those air fresheners that like goes off every like 15 minutes. Right. And apparently it sprays silver. You see her in Lafayette, like picking up like six boxes, but they yeah. only put up one. I mean, I guess one at like every entrance. Cause I'm sure her wraparound porch has like four different. Oh, staircases. That makes sense. But that's where I hear the other, my other favorite line in this episode and it comes from the man at the store and he's kind of explaining how this silver sprayer works Mm -hmm. and he goes ow it burns I'm gonna just go eat your neighbor (laughs) (laughs) I loved it I loved it so much but so he comes well she's done installing she installs the first one by herself Mm-hmm. that's all we see she finally does something by herself and when she comes inside you don't laugh you know that's true she needs somebody for everything she hired somebody else to do that last five <laughs> <laughs> probably she's like i'll she goes, seed um can you put up my sprayers <laughs> i'm just gonna humble myself and do this one i guess <laughs> um so she hears lafayette's thoughts about staking tara and she finds him about to stake tara in the basement not the the cubby hole Mm -hmm. and she goes no don't do it and he goes she never wanted to be this like we did this selfishly we weren't thinking of her and she goes she would have died lafayette he goes she was already dead technically yeah we should have left her there Mm -hmm. how she doesn't have i mean i know it's a show but like by the time pam got there she would have brain damage like there was no way she would come back fine but so he's like we could build a life for her Jessica had a little bit of a rough transition, which Suki didn't know that. Suki wasn't there for the hard part. No, Suki wasn't there. She didn't even know about her till she was already fine and like dropped off at Bills. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Like, Jessica's transition was hard and look at her now. No one's seen her. None of you have seen her. Nobody cares. When's the last time? Nobody's cared. She's like she's almost died a lot of times, or she's killed people. Nobody she's was there to help someone. Yeah. <laughs> but she's the example because that's the only one Suki knows about. Yeah. And Tara wakes up later that evening, mm-hmm. and man, when she looks them dead in the face and says, I will never forgive you. Ooh. 
it hurt me yeah. it hurt me and she wasn't even talking yeah. to me I know it's just so heartbreaking because it's true like she took the bullet for you and now you have given her something that she would never want and you know she would never want she hates vampires why did you do this I don't think like I feel like she would have thought about everything like she would have come to terms with her decision when she jumped mm-hmm. in front of Sookie like if she wouldn't have done it if she was right. like okay with whatever the outcome was because she wanted right. Sookie to live so she took the risk and again I don't know like it, do you sit consider them bad friends yeah I do if you if you and I were in the same exact situation and you had made it very abundantly clear that you hated vampires and everything about them and you wanted nothing to do with the lifestyle and you died, I would not be like, um, excuse me, who wants to turn her into a vamp, bury her under the ground, and then I'm going to take care of her and keep her in my house and spray her with silver and make her drink synthetic blood. But again, Sookie only yells at things. Like, that's all she knows how to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, fix it. Fix she it. Goes, I could definitely do this. I did this with Eric, but yet Eric was able to kill a whole ass fairy. Uh, Tara left like she was able to leave and then all they stood there on the porch just flabbergasted like they're like well i hope she comes back like a stray cat like (laughs) yeah and now she'll probably just just walk around and be like tara like just yell for her that's all she's gonna do i just cannot so let's go ahead and move (laughs) move away from this and you know who i do love i love this bromance between bill and eric Oh, it's so good. I like them better with friends as friends than I ever did either of them with Sookie. Like, I just love them being friends. This, this is the relationship that I needed, that I didn't know I yeah. needed. <laughs> um, so they were captured and brought to the infamous authority. And Nora immediately tries to fucking save her own ass. She goes, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, babe, no. I'm cool, you know me. I'm Nora. I would never... It was all an act, and they're like, save it. And they put them in jail cells with a guy. Well, they're all in separate ones, but the guy who used to eat newborns? Yes, his name is Nigel. Ew. And one question, they know how to, I mean, they know how to torture people in this place. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't never thought about the ultraviolet thing, but how come nobody got under the bed? I mean, I guess... I don't know. I'm like, would the light still affect you? Well, in the scene, when it pans to Nigel's cell, and they're all just mm-hmm. like squirming on the ground, it looked like it offered some shade. And Bill's right. trying to like grab at his jacket and all kind of stuff to like hide himself, just like tuck and roll under the bed. Why didn't anybody try yeah. that? Honestly, if I was captured and there was an easy out like that, I'd probably just lay there and be like, this sucks, but I'll die this way. You would just give up immediately. Yeah, dude, I'm not fighting. Mm, that's me. That's me in like a uh, like a zombie thing. As soon as that those things start coming mm-hmm. alive, uh, uh-uh. bullet. I'm bullet. out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not trying. Sorry. So after that, they take Bill and Eric separately for torture slash religions class. Sometimes when Bill talks and says certain words they just sound off to me and when he goes 
it's a vampire bible and it's just like it's not it just did not sit right with me I don't know what it is it's just like this I don't know if it was the intense stare or just like the emphasis he put on different syllables but it was not it for me I just that's the vampire bible it's a vampire bible it's a vampire bible and I enjoyed that so much um just had to put that out there but they're like so do you believe humans are food and they both go no and or i mean bill goes no and they're like okay and then silver them and then they're like are you sure because eric is a free man he gave you out immediately mm-hmm. and bill's like well that's good news yeah he's like i hope he has a great time yeah i was gonna sacrifice myself in the jail cell like good yeah let him go have a have a free world then you go and you see that eric's also being tortured and man they use the family card or sister Mm -hmm. card whatever the fuck they are i hate her family yeah i hate that i hate that hey they call each other sister i hate that they fuck all the time fuck all the time meaning once it's still (laughs) stuck with me it's still stuck with me i replay it every day (laughs) and it's like i've seen it more than once yeah and but they also tell Eric, they're like, hey, Bill's free. He's even been reinstated as king. And he goes, well, long live the king. And then they both get drugged. Like, they both get tortured. Just a side note. I wonder how hard it is to play tortured. Because veins was popping out of Bill's forehead in yeah. his forearms. Like, I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> just, like, straight Are they just, hard. like, scream as much as you can I don't know. like just scream as hard and loud as you can but I believed it because like his cheeks were shaking and like the wrinkles yeah. under his eyes and veins were popping out I'm like how do you act like how do you fake that I couldn't be an actor because I'd be like ow ow <laughs> oh no <laughs> gotta believe it really oh, hard gotta believe it really hard <laughs> yeah so they they realized that didn't work and so they take them and sit them in front of the authority which starts with like a weird blood sharing like prayer ceremony where they say pretty much the lord's the lilith's prayer if you will and they share well he's called the guardian they share his blood and i don't know why that big man with these tiny fangs just like doesn't sit right with me it's just like these big muscly men and then he has just these little it's the law and order guy right yeah and if i ever meet him i'm like oh you know me from law and order no that one those two episodes in true blood you do (laughs) you remember when you were a vampire season five (laughs) where you were the guardian that's how i know you your Um, things were so tiny so they walk around and they're like hmm well you did kill nan so i guess we'll just put your death up to a vote why is there an 11 year old there I mean, how long has he been 11, Ashley? Don't even. A while. (laughs) They take Nora away, and Bill and Eric are, like, embarrassed by everything that's happening in the vampire community. They're like, this isn't who we are. We can coexist peacefully with humans. And the authority is super angry, and is like, well, Eric's going to get the true death. And both Bill and Eric are like, we are not part of any sort of underground movement. We're not trying to like undermine you or whatever, which lie because you literally killed Nan. And so Bill is like, hey, you can, you can keep us 
and we'll give you Russell because he isn't dead. And they're like, what? Russell is dead, okay? We would know if Russell was alive. And Bill's like, well, we just got a phone call, which is like very blues clues. Like we just got a letter. We just got a phone call. (laughs) Russell's still alive. And so they like go back and forth about like what happened with their relationship with Russell. And this pisses off law and order man who i refuse to learn his real name or his vampire name i'm like that's the law and order guy oh okay the guardian and he like gets angry and like zooms around and pulls bill back by the hair and is like i could fucking kill you right now it's like i really want to stab somebody mm-hmm. and you i really want to stab you right now have you when they panned over to the rest of the authority that redhead lady in the front was gonna wet her panties she's like please kill him <laughs> do it do it i need to feel alive just kill him. yeah and then and the, yeah you're right they're like hey russell's alive and he's like we'll die either way but you guys still got a russell problem so good luck with that bill's like kill me kill me come on yeah. do it i don't i don't care i'll be dead either way like it's like we'll take yeah. the, i am ready for the true death either way but he wants us dead why didn't eric be like he's just like he pissed me off you know how these things go why don't you be like i killed his right. husband oh he can't tell him that because isn't that mean true death if you kill somebody else if he killed another vampire yeah, he's already uh ratted on himself enough so he doesn't need yeah he, doesn't yeah. Need he learned his lesson he's keeping his fucking mouth shut about <laughs> time about time mm-hmm. um so i have a question the whole last ending scene i wanted us to deep dive and let's kind of break it down because i'm confused it pans over and then you see dead bodies and then you see like a cracked Russell who looks mm-hmm. very um for lack of a dehydrated yeah, I guess for lack of a better word um somebody has to be feeding him right he can't be killing those people mm-hmm. so somebody not only yeah. rescued him but is now giving him substance to bring him back and I told you this we talked about this before we started recording yeah. and didn't Eric have one of his fangs when it fell out after he was like um like a rice crispy in season three mm-hmm. one of them fell out and eric like caught it and like i'll be taking this you could regrow yeah. your fangs they're like starfishes they're like cut off a limb we'll grow it back it doesn't matter well, well he was there at the end and he was looking at his lips and he was russell two fangs then he was russell two fangs it was so gross i just stopped the episode i was like okay i know it's about to end <laughs> He goes, you're like, this seems, this seems, I've seen everything I need. Yeah, <laughs> this is excessive. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be the uprising of the Sanguinista re- regime. Oh, I thought it was going to be Steve Newland. Steve Newland can't do shit. <laughs> Who like busted Russell out. Oh, yeah, but how had he known? Look, how does half of this shit happen in this show? <laughs> That's true. I'm trying to explain something that's unexplainable. So without spoilers, what did you guys think of this episode? Please let us know. We're going to post on Instagram. All right. So this was a crazy episode, guys. We're in season five. And so far, it's been crazy. It's been really good. I've really enjoyed it. I have liked it too. A lot of less, less sexual assault from the last time. And 
I'm okay. I'm okay with it. So what do you guys think? Episode two, let us know in the comments of our most recent Instagram post. We would love to talk to you. Like you guys sending us messages and back and forth and really talking to you, not only about Twilight, but about True Blood has been one of my favorite parts of doing this podcast. Cause I like you guys hearing about like, yeah, fuck Bill or no, I thought about it this way. And like all of us just sharing our thoughts about the show that we love chef's kisses makes my week when I'm going to work and don't want to be there and you guys message us and I'm like hell yeah let's talk about it let's let's play a little escapism (laughs) so that's probably the best way to get a hold of us Fawn do you have anything to add no I think that's perfect yeah send us an email or like Ashley said send us an Instagram message uh we truly enjoy it and I really can't believe we're in season five already it's crazy I'm so sad like we only have this one oh we have like three more (laughs) I'm like, we have wow, like two and a so half because like we we only have 10 more episodes of this and then season six and even season seven and we've already been talking about this it's been over a year of our life just reliving this <laughs> so I'm not ready it's everything's going too fast it's already April I don't know where the time's going literally if you lived in North Carolina we had snow and 80 degree weather in the same week I don't yeah I I have no idea what's going on <laughs> So we're just going to go ahead and call it there. We will see you next week for another episode.